Section 14 of The Natural History, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 6, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 14. Book 28. Chapter 62 to 81. Chapter 62. Remedies for gout and for diseases of the feet. For the cure of gout, bear's grease is employed, mixed in equal proportions with bull suet and wax. Some persons add to the composition hypocystis and nut galls. Others again prefer he goat suet mixed with the dung of a she-goat and saffron or else with mustard or sprigs of ivy pounded and used with perdicium or with flowers of wild cucumber cow dung is also used with lees of vinegar some persons speak highly in praise of the dung of a calf which has not begun to graze or else a bull's blood without any other addition a fox also boiled alive till only the bones are left a wolf boiled alive in oil to the consistency of a serrate he goat suet with an equal proportion of helxin and one-third part of mustard or ashes of goat's dung mixed with axle grease they say too that for sciatica it is an excellent plan to apply this dung boiling hot beneath the great toes and that for diseases of the joints it is highly efficacious to attach bear's gall or hare's feet to the part affected gout they say may be allayed by the patient always carrying about with him a hare's foot cut off from the animal alive Bear's grease is a cure for chilblains and all kinds of chops upon the feet. With the addition of alum, it is still more efficacious. The same results are produced by using goat suet, a horse's teeth powdered, the gall of a wild boar or hog, or else the lights of those animals applied with their grease, and this too, where the soles are blistered or the feet have been crushed by a substance striking against them. In cases where the feet have been frozen, ashes of burnt hare's fur are used, and for contusions of the feet, the lights of that animal are applied, sliced or reduced to ashes. Blisters occasioned by the sun are most effectually treated by using ashes fat or else beef suet with oil of roses corns chaps and callosities of the feet are cured by the application of wild boar's dung or swine's dung used fresh and removed at the end of a couple of days the postern bones of these animals are also used reduced to ashes or else the lights of a wild boar swine or deer when the feet have been galled by the shoes, they are rubbed with the urine of an ass applied with the mud formed by it upon the ground. Corns are treated with beef suet and powdered frankincense. Chilblains with burnt leather, that of an old shoe in particular, 
and injuries produced by tight shoes with ashes of goatskin tempered with oil the pains attendant upon varicose veins are mitigated by using ashes of burnt calf's dung boiled with lily roots and a little honey a composition which is equally good for all kinds of inflammations and sores that tend to suppurate it is very useful also for gout and diseases of the joints when it is the dung of a bull calf that is used more particularly for exoriations of the joints the gall of a wild boar or swine is applied in a warm linen cloth the dung also of a calf that has not begun to graze or else goat dung boiled in vinegar with honey veal suet rectifies malformed nails as also goat suet mixed with sandarac warts are removed by applying ashes of burnt calf's dung in vinegar or else the mud formed upon the ground by the urine of an ass chapter sixty three remedies for epilepsy in cases of epilepsy it is a good plan to eat a bear's testes or those of a wild boar with mare's milk or water or else to drink a wild boar's urine with honey and vinegar that being the best which has been left to dry in the bladder the testes also of swine are prescribed dried and beaten up in sow's milk the patient abstaining from wine some days before and after taking the mixture the lights of a hair too are recommended salted and taken with one-third of frankincense for thirty consecutive days in white wine hairs rennet also and asses brains smoked with burning leaves and administered in hydromel in doses of half an ounce per day an ass's hoofs are reduced to ashes and taken for a month together in doses of two spoonfuls the test is also of an ass salted and mixed with a drink ass's milk or water in particular the secondines also of a she-ass are recommended more particularly when it is a male that has been foaled placed beneath the nostrils of the patient when the fits are likely to come on this substance will effectually repel them there are some persons who recommend the patient to eat the heart of a black he-ass in the open air with bread upon the first or second day of the moon others again prescribe the flesh of that animal and others the blood diluted with vinegar and taken for forty days together some mix horse tail for this purpose with smithy water fresh from the forge employing the same mixture for the cure of delirium epilepsy is also treated with mare's milk or the excrescences from a horse's legs taken in honey and vinegar the magicians highly recommend goat's flesh grilled upon a funeral pile as also the suet of that animal boiled with an equal quantity of bull's gall and kept in the gall bladder care being taken not to let it touch the ground and the patient swallowing it in water standing aloft the smell arising from a goat's horns or deer's antlers burned efficiently detects the presence of epilepsy in cases where persons are suddenly paralyzed the urine of an ass's foal applied to the body with nard is very useful it is said 
Chapter 64 Remedies for Jaundice For the cure of jaundice, the ashes of a stag's antlers are employed, or the blood of an ass's foal taken in wine. The first dung, too, that has been voided by the foal after its birth, taken in wine, in pieces the size of a bean, will effect a cure by the end of three days. The dung of a newborn colt is possessed of a similar efficacy. Chapter 65. Remedies for Broken Bones For broken bones, a sovereign remedy is the ashes of the jawbone of a wild boar or swine. Boiled bacon, too, tied round the broken bone, united with marvellous rapidity. For fractures of the ribs, goat's dung applied in old wine is extolled as the grand remedy being possessed in a high degree of aperient extractive and healing properties. Chapter 66. Remedies for Fevers Deer's flesh, as already stated, is a febrifuge. Periodical and recurrent fevers are cured, if we are to believe what the magicians tell us, by wearing the right eye of a wolf, salted and attached as an amulet. There is one kind of fever generally known as amphemerine. It is to be cured, they say, by the patient taking three drops of blood from an ass's ear and swallowing them in two semi-sextori of water. For quartan fever, the magicians recommend cat's dung to be attached to the body with the toe of a horned owl, and that the fever may not be recurrent, not to be removed until the seventh paroxysm is past. Who, pray, could have ever made such a discovery as this? And what, too, can be the meaning of this combination? Why, of all things in the world, was the toe of a horned owl made choice of? Other adepts in this art, who are more moderate in their suggestions, recommend for quartan fever the salted liver of a cat that has been killed while the moon was on the wane, to be taken in wine just before the paroxysms come on. The magicians recommend, too, that the toes of the patient should be rubbed with the ashes of burnt cow dung diluted with a boy's urine, and that a hare's heart should be attached to the hands. They prescribe also hare's rennet to be taken in drink just before the paroxysms come on. New goat's milk cheese is also given with honey, the whey being carefully extracted first. Chapter 67. Remedies for Melancholy, Lethargy, and Phthisis For patients affected with melancholy, calf's dung boiled in wine is a very useful remedy. Persons are aroused from lethargy by applying to the nostrils the callosities from an ass's legs, steeped in vinegar, or the fumes of burnt goat's horns or hair, or by the application of a wild boar's liver, a remedy which is also used for confirmed drowsiness. The cure of phthisis is effected by taking a wolf's liver boiled in thin wine, the bacon of a sow that has been fed upon herbs, or the flesh of a she-ass eaten with a broth. This last mode in particular being the one that is employed by the people of Achaia. They say too that the smoke of dried cow dung, that of the animal when grazing, I mean, 
is remarkably good for phthisis inhaled through a reed and we find it stated that the tips of cow's horns are burned and administered with honey in doses of two spoonfuls in the form of pills goat suet many persons say taken in a pottage of alica or melted fresh with honeyed wine in the proportion of one ounce of suet to one scythus of wine is good for cough and phthisis care being taken to stir the mixture with a sprig of rue one author of credit assures us that before now a patient whose recovery has been despaired of has been restored to health by taking one scythus of wild goat suet and an equal quantity of milk some writers too have stated that ashes of burnt swine's dung are very useful mixed with raisin wine as also the lights of a deer a spitter deer in particular smoke dried and beaten up in wine chapter sixty eight remedies for dropsy for dropsy a wild boar's urine is good taken in small doses in the patient's drink it is of much greater efficacy however when it has been left to dry in the bladder of the animal the ashes too of burnt cow dung and of bull's dung in particular animals that are reared in herds i mean are highly esteemed this dung the name given to which is bolbiton is reduced to ashes and taken in doses of three spoonfuls to one semi-sextarius of honeyed wine that of the female animal being used where the patient is a woman and that of the other sex in the case of males a distinction about which the magicians have made a sort of grand mystery the dung of a bull calf is also applied topically for these disease and ashes of burnt calf's dung are taken with seed of staphylinos in equal proportions in wine goat's blood also is used with a marrow but it is generally thought that the blood of the he-goat is the most efficacious when the animal has fed upon lentisk more particularly chapter sixty nine remedies for erysipelas and for purulent eruptions for erysipelas a liniment of bear's grease is used that from the kidneys in particular fresh calf's dung also or cow dung dried goat's milk cheese with leeks or else the fine scrapings of a deer's skin brought off with pumice stone and beaten up in vinegar when there is redness of the skin attended with itching the foam from a horse's mouth is used or the hoof reduced to ashes for the cure of purulent eruptions ashes of burnt asses dung are applied with butter and for the removal of swarthy pimples dried goat's milk cheese steeped in honey and vinegar is applied in the bath no oil being used pustules are treated with ashes of swine's dung applied with water or else ashes of deer's antlers chapter seventy remedies for sprains indurations and boils for the cure of sprains the following applications are used wild boar's dung or swine's dung calf's dung wild boar's foam used fresh with vinegar goat's dung applied with honey and roe beef used as a plaster for swellings swine's dung is used 
warmed in an earthen pot and beaten up with oil the best emollient for all kinds of endurations upon the body is wolf's fat applied topically in the case of sores which are wanted to break the most effectual plan is to apply cow dung warmed in hot ashes or else goat's dung boiled in vinegar or wine for the cure of boils beef suet is applied with salt but if they are attended with pain it is melted with oil and no salt is used goat suet is employed in a similar manner chapter seventy one remedies for burns the method of testing bull glue seven remedies derived from it for the treatment of burns bear's grease is used with lily roots dried wild boar's dung also or swine's dung the ashes of burnt bristles extracted from plasterer's brushes beaten up with grease the pastern bone of an ox reduced to ashes and mixed with wax and bull's marrow or deer's marrow or the dung of a hare the dung too of a she-goat they say will effect a cure without leaving any scars the best glue is that prepared from the ears and genitals of the bull and there is no better cure in existence for burns there is nothing however that is more extensively adulterated which is done by boiling up all kinds of old skins and shoes even for the purpose the rhodian glue is the purest of all and it is this that painters and physicians mostly use the whiter it is the more highly glue is esteemed that on the other hand which is black and brittle like wood is looked upon as good for nothing chapter seventy two remedies for affections of the sinews and for contusions for pains in the sinews goat's dung boiled in vinegar with honey is considered one of the most useful remedies and this even where the sinew is threatened with putrefaction strains and contusions are healed with wild boar's dung that has been gathered in spring and dried a similar method is employed where persons have been dragged by a chariot or lacerated by the wheels or have received contusions in any other way the application being quite as effectual should the dung happen to be fresh some think it a better plan however to boil it in vinegar and if only powdered and taken in vinegar they vouch for its good effects where persons are ruptured wounded internally or suffering from the effects of a fall others again who are of a more scrupulous tendency take the ashes of it in water and the emperor nero it is said was in the habit of refreshing himself with his drink when he attempted to gain the public applause at the three horse chariot races swine's dung it is generally thought is the next best to that of the goat chapter seventy three remedies for hemorrhage hemorrhage is arrested by applying deer's rennet with vinegar hare's rennet hare's fur reduced to ashes or ashes of burnt asses dung the dung however of male animals is the most efficacious for this purpose being mixed with vinegar and applied with wool in all cases of hemorrhage 
in the same way too the ashes of a horse's head or thigh or of burnt calf's dung are used with vinegar the ashes also of a goat's horns or dung with vinegar but it is the thick blood that issues from the liver of a he-goat when cut asunder that is looked upon as the most efficacious or else the ashes of the burnt liver of a goat of either sex taken in wine or applied to the nostrils with vinegar the ashes too of a leather wine bottle but only when made of he-goat skin are used very efficiently with an equal quantity of resin for the purpose of stanching blood and knitting together the lips of the wound a kid's rennet in vinegar or the thighs of that animal reduced to ashes are said to be productive of a similar result chapter seventy four remedies for ulcers and carcinomatous sores ulcers upon the legs and thighs are cured by an application of bear's grease mixed with red earth and those of a serpiginous nature by using wild boar's gall with resin and white lead the jawbone of a wild boar or swine reduced to ashes swine's dung in a dry state or goat's dung made lukewarm in vinegar for other kinds of ulcers butter is used as a detergent and as tending to make new flesh ashes of deer's antlers or deer's marrow or else bull's gall mixed with oil of cypress or oil of iris wounds inflicted with edged weapons are rubbed with fresh swine's dung or with dried swine's dung powdered when ulcers are phagedonic or fistulous bull's gall is injected with leek juice or woman's milk or else bull's blood dried and powdered with a plant cotyledon carcinomatous sores are treated with hair's rennet sprinkled upon them with an equal proportion of capers in wine gangrenes with bear's grease applied with a feather and ulcers of a serpiginous nature with the ashes of an ass's hoofs powdered upon them the blood of the horse corrodes the flesh by virtue of certain septic powers which it possesses dried horse dung too reduced to ashes has a similar effect those kinds of ulcers which are commonly known as phagedonic are treated with the ashes of a cow's hide mixed with honey calf's flesh as also cow dung mixed with honey prevents recent wounds from swelling the ashes of a leg of veal applied with woman's milk are a cure for sordid ulcers and the malignant sore known as cacoithes bull glue melted is applied to recent wounds inflicted with edged weapons the application being removed before the end of three days dried goat's milk cheese applied with vinegar and honey acts as a detergent upon ulcers and goat suet used in combination with wax arrests the spread of serpiginous sores if employed with pitch and sulphur it will effect a thorough cure the ashes of a kid's leg applied with woman's milk have a similar effect upon malignant ulcers for the cure too of carbuncles a sow's brains are roasted and applied chapter seventy five remedies for the itch 
the itch in man is cured very effectually by using the marrow of an ass or the urine of that animal applied with the mud it has formed upon the ground butter too is very good as also in the case of beasts of burden if applied with warmed resin bull glue is also used melted in vinegar and incorporated with lime or goat's gall mixed with calcined alum the eruption called boa is treated with cow dung a fact to which it is indebted for its name the itch in dogs is cured by an application of fresh cow's blood which when quite dry is renewed a second time and is rubbed off the next day with strong lye ashes chapter seventy six methods of extracting foreign substances which adhere to the body and of restoring scars to their natural colour thorns and similar foreign substances are extracted from the body by using cat's dung or that of she-goats with wine the rennet also of any kind of animal that of the hare more particularly with powdered frankincense and oil or an equal quantity of mistletoe or else with bee glue as suet restores scars of a swarthy hue to their natural colour and they are equally effaced by using calf's gall made warm medical men add myrrh honey and saffron and keep the mixture in a copper box some too incorporate with it flour of copper chapter seventy seven remedies for female diseases menstruation is promoted by using bull's gall in unwashed wool as a pessary olympias of thebes adds hyssop and nitre ashes too of deer's horns are taken in drink for the same purpose and for derangements of the uterus they are applied topically as also bull's gall used as a pessary with opium in the proportion of two oboli it is a good plan too to use fumigations for the uterus made with deer's hair burned hence they say when they find themselves pregnant are in the habit of swallowing a small stone this stone when found in their excrements or in the uterus for it is to be found there as well attached to the body as an amulet is a preventive of abortion there are also certain small stones found in the heart and uterus of these animals which are very useful for women during pregnancy and in travail as to the kind of pumice stone which is similarly found in the uterus of the cow we have already mentioned it when treating of the formation of that animal a wolf's fat applied externally acts emolliently upon the uterus and the liver of a wolf is very soothing for pains in that organ it is found advantageous for women when near delivery to eat wolf's flesh or if they are in travail to have a person near them who has eaten it so much so indeed that it will act as a counter-charm even to any noxious spells which may have been laid upon them in case however a person who has eaten wolf's flesh should happen to enter the room at the moment of parturition dangerous effects will be sure to follow the hair too is remarkably useful for the complaints of females the lights of that animal dried and taken in drink are beneficial to the uterus 
the liver taken in water with samian earth acts as an amenagogue and the rennet brings away the afterbirth due care being taken by the patient not to bathe the day before applied in wool as a pessary with saffron and leek juice this last acts as an expellent upon the dead fetus it is a general opinion that the uterus of a hare taken with a food promotes the conception of male offspring and that a similar effect is produced by using the testes and rennet of that animal it is thought too that a leveret taken from a uterus of its dam is a restorative of fruitfulness to women who are otherwise past childbearing but it is the blood of a hare's fetus that the magicians recommend males to drink while for young girls they prescribe nine pellets of hare's dung to ensure a durable firmness to the breasts for a similar purpose also they apply hare's rennet with honey and to prevent hairs from growing again when once removed they use a liniment of hare's blood for inflations of the uterus it is found a good plan to apply wild boar's dung or swine's dung topically with oil but a still more effectual remedy is to dry the dung and sprinkle it powdered in the patient's string even though she should be in a state of pregnancy or suffering the pains of childbirth by administering sow's milk with honeyed wine parturition is facilitated and if taken by itself it will promote the secretion of the milk when deficient in nursing women by rubbing the breasts of females with sow's blood they are prevented from becoming too large if pains are felt in the breasts they will be alleviated by drinking ass's milk and the same milk taken with honey has considerable efficacy as an amenagogue stale fat too from the same animal heals ulcerations of the uterus applied as a pessary in wool it acts emolliently upon indurations of that organ and applied fresh by itself or in water when stale it has all the virtues of a depilatory an ass's milk dried and applied in water to the breasts promotes the secretion of the milk and used in the form of a fumigation it acts as a corrective upon the uterus a fumigation made with a burned ass's hoof placed beneath a woman accelerates parturition so much so indeed as to expel the dead fetus even hence it is that it should only be employed in cases of miscarriage it having a fatal effect upon the living fetus ass's dung applied fresh has a wonderful effect they say in arresting discharges of blood in females the same too with the ashes of this dung which used as a pessary are very good for the uterus if the skin is rubbed with a foam from a horse's mouth for forty days together before the first hair has made its appearance it will effectually prevent the growth thereof a decoction too made from deer's antlers is productive of a similar effect being all the better if they are used quite fresh mare's milk used as an injection is highly beneficial to the uterus where the fetus is felt to be dead in the uterus the lichens or excrescences from a horse's legs taken in fresh water will act as an expellent 
an effect produced also by a fumigation made with the hoofs or dry dung of that animal procedence of the uterus is arrested by using butter in the form of an injection and indurations of that organ are removed by similarly employing ox gall with oil of roses turpentine being applied externally in wool they say too that a fumigation made from ox dung acts as a corrective upon procedence of the uterus and facilitates parturition and that conception is promoted by the use of cow's milk it is a well-known fact that sterility is often entailed by suffering in childbirth an evil which may be averted olympias of thebes assures us by rubbing the parts before sexual intercourse with bull's gall serpent's fat verdigris and honey in cases too where menstruation is too abundant the external parts should be sprinkled with a solution of calf's gall the moment before the sexual congress a method which acts emolliently also upon indurations of the abdomen applied to the navel as a liniment it arrests excessive discharges and is generally beneficial to the uterus the proportions generally adopted are one denarius of gall one-third of a denarius of opium and as much oil of almonds as may appear to be requisite the whole being applied in ship's wool the gall too of a bull calf is beaten up with half the quantity of honey and kept in readiness for the treatment of uterine diseases if a woman about the time of conception eats roasted veal with the plant aristolochia she will bring forth a male child we are assured calf's marrow boiled in wine and water with a suet and applied as a pessary is good for ulcerations of the uterus the same too with fox's fat and cat's dung the last being applied with resin and oil of roses it is considered a remarkably good plan to subject the uterus to fumigations made with burnt goat's horns the blood of the wild goat mixed with sea palm acts as a depilatory the gall of the other kinds of goat used as an injection acts emolliently upon callosities of the uterus and ensures conception immediately after menstruation it possesses also the virtues of a depilatory the application being left for three days upon the flesh after the hair has been removed the midwives assures us that she goes urine taken in drink and the dung applied topically will arrest uterine discharges however much in excess the membrane in which the kid is enclosed in the uterus dried and taken in wine acts as an expellent upon the afterbirth for affections of the uterus it is thought a desirable plan to fumigate it with burnt kid's hair and for discharges of blood kid's rennet is administered in drink or seed of henbane is applied according to osthenes if a woman's loins are rubbed with blood taken from the ticks upon a black wild bull she will be inspired with an aversion to sexual intercourse she will forget too her former love by taking a he-goat's urine in drink some nard being mixed with it to disguise the loathsome taste chapter seventy eight remedies for the diseases of infants 
for infants there is nothing more useful than butter either by itself or in combination with honey for dentition more particularly for soreness of the gums and for ulcerations of the mouth a wolf's tooth attached to the body prevents infants from being startled and acts as a preservative against the maladies attendant upon dentition an effect equally produced by making use of a wolf's skin the larger teeth also of a wolf attached to a horse's neck will render him proof against all weariness it is said a hair's rennet applied to the breasts of the nurse effectually prevents diarrhoea in the infant suckled by hair an ass's liver mixed with a little panax and dropped into the mouth of an infant will preserve it from epilepsy and other diseases to which infants are liable this however must be done for forty days they say an ass's skin too thrown over infants renders them insensible to fear the first teeth shed by a horse attached as an amulet to infants facilitate dentition and are better still when not allowed to touch the ground for pains in the spleen an ox's milt is administered in honey and applied topically and for running ulcers it is used as an application with honey a calf's milt boiled in wine is beaten up and applied to incipient ulcers of the mouth the magicians take the brains of a she-goat and after passing them through a gold ring drop them into the mouth of the infant before it takes the breast as a preservative against epilepsy and other infantile diseases goat's dung attached to infants in a piece of cloth prevents them from being restless female infants in particular by rubbing the gums of infants with goat's milk or hare's brains dentition is greatly facilitated chapter seventy nine provocatives of sleep cato was of opinion that hare's flesh taken as a diet is provocative of sleep it is a vulgar notion too that this diet confers beauty for nine days on those who use it a silly play upon words no doubt but a notion which has gained far too extensively not to have had some real foundation according to the magicians the gall of a she-goat but only of one that has been sacrificed applied to the eyes or placed beneath the pillow has a narcotic effect too profuse perspiration is checked by rubbing the body with ashes of burnt goat's horns mixed with oil of myrtle chapter eighty stimulants for the sexual passions among the aphrodisiacs we find mentioned a wild boar's gall applied externally swine's marrow taken inwardly ass's fat mixed with the grease of a gander and applied as a liniment the virulent substance described by virgil as distilling from mares when covered and the dried testes of a horse pulverized and mixed with a drink the right testicle also of an ass is taken in a proportionate quantity of wine or worn attached to the arm in a bracelet or else the froth discharged by that animal after covering collected in a piece of red cloth and enclosed in silver as osthenes informs us salper recommends the genitals of this animal to be plunged seven times in boiling oil and the corresponding parts to be well rubbed therein 
Bielcon says that these genitals should be reduced to ashes and taken in drink, or else the urine that has been voided by a bull immediately after covering. He recommends also that the groin should be well rubbed with earth moistened with his urine. Mouse dung, on the other hand, applied in the form of a liniment, acts as an antiphrodisiac. The lights of a wild boar or swine, roasted, are an effectual preservative against drunkenness. They must, however, be eaten fasting and upon the same day. The lights of a kid, too, are productive of the same effect. Chapter 81. Remarkable Facts Relative to Animals In addition to those already mentioned, there are various other marvellous facts related with reference to these animals. When a horseshoe becomes detached from the hoof, as often is the case, if a person takes it up and puts it by, it will act as a remedy for hiccup the moment he calls to mind the spot where he has placed it. A wolf's liver, they say, is similar to a horse's hoof in appearance, and a horse, they tell us, if it follows in the track of a wolf, will burst asunder beneath its rider. The pastern bones of swine have a certain tendency to promote discord, it is said. In cases of fire, if some of the dung can be brought away from the stalls, both sheep and oxen may be got out all the more easily, and will make no attempt to return. The flesh of a he-goat will lose its rank smell if the animal has eaten barley bread, or drunk an infusion of laser the day on which it was killed. Meat that has been salted while the moon was on the wane will never be attacked by worms. In fact, so great has been the care taken to omit no possible researches that a deaf hare, we find, will grow fat sooner than one that can hear. As to the remedies for the diseases of animals, if a beast of burden voids blood, an injection must be used of swine's tongue mixed with wine. For the maladies of oxen, a mixture of suet is used with quicksilver and wild garlic boiled, the whole beaten up and administered in wine. The fat, too, of a fox is employed. The liquor of boiled horse flesh, administered in their drink, is recommended for the cure of diseased swine, and, indeed, the maladies of all four-footed beasts may be effectually treated by boiling a she-goat whole in her skin along with a bramble-frog. Poultry, they say, will never be touched by a fox if they have eaten the dried liver of that animal, or if the cock, when treading the hen, has had a piece of fox's skin about his neck. The same property, too, is attributed to a weasel's gall. The oxen in the Isle of Cyprus cure themselves of gripings in the abdomen, it is said, by swallowing human excrements. The feet, too, of oxen will never be worn to the quick if their hoofs are well rubbed with tar before they begin work. Wolves will never approach a field if, after one has been caught and its legs broken and throat cut, the blood is dropped little by little along the boundaries of the field and the body buried on the spot from which it was first dragged. The share, too, with which the first furrow in the field has been traced in the current year should be taken from the plough and placed upon the hearth of the lares, where the family is in the habit of meeting and left there till it is consumed. 
so long as this is in doing, no wolf will attack any animal in the field. We will now turn to an examination of those animals which, being neither tame nor wild, are of a nature peculiar to themselves. Summary Remedies, Narratives, and Observations, 1682 Roman authors quoted M. Varro, L. Piso, Fabianus, Valerius Antius, Varius Flaccus, Cato the Censor, Servius Sulpicius, Licinius Masser, Celsus, Masurius, Sextius Niger, who wrote in Greek, Bithus of Dyrrachium, Opilius the Physician, Granius the Physician. Foreign authors quoted, Democritus, Apollonius, who wrote the Miruses, Miletus, Artemon, Sextilius, Antaeus, Homer, Theophrastus, Lysimachus, Attalus, Xenocrates, Orpheus, who wrote the Idiophia, Archelaus, who wrote a similar work, Demetrius, Sotira, Lys, Elephantis, Salpe, Olympias of Thebes, Diotimus of Thebes, Iolus, Andreas, Marcion of Smyrna, Aeschines the Physician, Hippocrates, Aristotle, Metrodorus of Skepsos, Iketidas the Physician, Apelles the Physician, Hesiod, Dalion, Cassilius, Bion who wrote on powers, Anaxileus, King Juba. End of section 14